Okay, um, in order to get started here, we need to have our couple of charts going. So, share with you. We're going to need both the chart from last week and the chart from this week. So we'll start with last week's chart. Okay. Um, okay. So um, just to remind us of where we are, because we kind of stopped off in the middle of a conversation. Just to remind us of where we, we left off. Basically, um, was as follows. We had a, um, uh, we had a gamar. We had a couple of cases that we were discussing, but the the main point here was as follows. We go back to this case, right? So we had right this case over here with Yochanan. So we had three brothers, right, and two of those brothers were married to two sisters. And we asked the question, what happens if both brothers die? What's the status of the two sisters to Reuven? So we had one opinion, which was the Tanakama, which had said that he can marry both. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, he can't marry either of them, right? Why can't he marry either of them? Because uh, they're both achos, they're, they achos kukasa, right? So he's, he's not allowed to do anything with, with either of them. He has to chalitza with both. Correct? Because each one is a sister of his Zika. Right? However, we ask the question, what would happen if one of the sisters passed away? Right? And the, the Tanakhama said, if either one of the sisters passes away, he's allowed to Yibam with the other one. Because once there's no other sister alive, there's no sister. So there's no Achav Sukaso, and therefore he's allowed to marry either one. If Yochanan said not so fast. He said, it depends which one dies first. Right? He said, if the first woman... If, if the second woman would die first, so then he can marry the first woman. Why? Because the first woman, when she, she, again, first and second means who became his Yavama first, right? So if Shimon had died first, so Rachel became his first, the, the, Yavama, the Yavama first, then Levi dies second, and Leah becomes his Yavama second, he says that if Leah dies, he can marry Rachel. Why? Because Rachel had originally been his Yavama who he could just do even with directly, right? It wasn't until Leah came into, came into play here, that Rachel then also became Achaz Kukaso, and she became off the table. However, if Leah dies, she is, right, the case of a woman who was originally Muteres, became Asura, and then became Muteres again, right? That's Mushim Dahavid Yavama Shehutra Vanesra Vachazra Vahutra Tachshul Heter Harisha. That was Rabbi Yochanan's opinion, right? Since she, when she was originally his Yavama, he could have done Yivam with her. Then his, her sister, then her, her sister's husband died, and so they became Achaz, they both became Achaz Kukaso. Now, woman number one got knocked off from being, um, from being uh, a Yivama. So if woman two passes away, 
woman one becomes back in play again because again when she came into Yibam land, she was originally permissible to Reuben. However, Rabbi Yochan holds that if Rachel would die, right? If Rachel would die and then Leah would be left over, if the first woman would die and the second woman is left over, he's forbidden. He's forbidden to her. Why? Because the second woman was never permissible to Reuben, right? When she started, when she showed up as Yibamah, she showed up as Achaz Kukasa. And therefore, Yochan said, she, she was never permissible to him. So when Rachel passes away, too late. She, when, when, when things, Yibum has to start that everything is good from the beginning. If it's not good from the beginning, nothing to talk about. That was the cheat of Rav Yochanan. And the Gemara brought a kasha on Rav Yochanan. And the Gemara's kasha of Yochanan was from our, our favorite case of the four brothers and two of them are married to two sisters. Right, this case over here. Right, where we say the two Levi and Yehuda pass away, you have Reuven and you have Shimon. Right, and we say Reuven has to do chalitza with Rachel, and Shimon does chalitza with Leah, and no one can do Yibo. Right? And the Gemara said, but why is that? Why, why is that? After all, what could you have said? They're, the reason that they're forbidden is because each one's achatz kukasa. However, if you would have had Shimon do chalitza with Leah, the second wife, right? The second woman who fell to the Yibam second. Now Reuven can do, can do Yibam with Rachel. Why? Because according to, even according to Yochanan, why? Because she is a woman who was originally permissible, then she became Asura because of her sister who became a Yavama, also became Achaz Kukaso. Then Leah goes away because Shimon does Chalitza with her. Racha should become available now for Reuven. And that was the question that the Gemara asked on Rabbi Yochanan. Are we, yeah, remember? We good with this? Okay, good. So Gemara presents a number of, and, and the Gemara's answer was, Achayos any of their Mishnan. Sorry, this, this, whole, this whole Mishnah of of the four brothers and the two and the, the two sisters, I don't. I can't even tell you who wrote it because it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't fit. So the Gemara said, "Well, let's, let's try." And the Gemara tried a few options to try to explain, basically explain away this Mishnah so that Rav Yochanan Shita still exists, still works. So all the options now the Gemara doesn't present are trying to explain away this case. And what we know is really talking about this, really talking about that. So let's go now to now in the top of the page, and the Gemara is going to ask. Wait a minute, how do we, you know, let's, let's try some more options to try to get rid of this case, or at least make it, sorry, not get rid of it, but make it not a problem for Rav Yochan. If you make it, you know, certain, like we always do. So it says the Gemara's files. Sorry. So the Gemara says, I'll tell you what the concern is. You're right. Really, if Shimon would do Chalitza first, then Reuven can do Yibam afterwards. That's true. But the, the mission doesn't allow that. Why isn't the mission allowed? I mean, we agree, the mission agrees with Yochan, but it's a Chumrah. It's a Chumrah saying to do Chalitza with both. Why? Because we're concerned what might happen. Maybe Reuven would do Chalitza with Rachel first, and then Shimon will go ahead and do Yibam with Leah second, meaning they're going to mix up the order. It's a very, it's a very you know, nuanced um, heter that allows, if Shimon does Chalitza first, so then Reuben come and do Yibam afterwards. What if they flip it? Then it's going to be a disaster, right? So we don't want that to happen, and therefore, we just don't allow it, right? Meaning that's what, that's what Chazal did here. So really, we agree with Yochanan, but it's, a, it's an extra Chum. So the Gemara says, um, so answers the Gemara, Shvalem le'gzir dimma ta'kan v'chalat la'rishonat, v'resha, so answers the Gemara, v'lo mis'yab katani, meaning, the Leka didn't yibam kla. 
Meaning that that's that's not true because the language of the of the mission was chosos velo misyabos. Velo misyabos implies it's forbidden to do yibum, which really wouldn't be correct in such a case. So if you were to tell me that it's a iser chalitza midir abanan or iser of yibum midir abanan agazera, then you can't have the language of velo misyabos. Velo misyabos implies it's an iser, and it really isn't in such a case. Okay, uh, next try. Vele male gazera shema yamos our favorite, our favorite halacha, right? That maybe what's going to happen, what we say the, the rule is, um, look at Rashi. Uh, so look at Rashi there, it's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine lines down in the skinny lines in Rashi on the right side. Right? Yochan will say that the, the, the author of our Mishnah the reason why uh, Rav Yochanan doesn't allow this guy, right, these guys, to do Yibum with the two sisters isn't because of Zika. Right? Our whole reason has been because of Achos Kukasa. Right? That's been our whole case. And that assumes Yesh Zika. Right? Always, that's always been the case. That's the reason why Reuven and Shimon have to do Chalitza is because each, these women are Achos Kukasa. But that's only if you hold Yesh Zika. So maybe Rav Yochanan doesn't hold from Yeshzik, and that's not the reason ever why they were forbidding these women from Reuven and Shimon, but rather, like we said before, right? Because if that was true, if it was because of Zika, again, Shimon can do Chalitza and then let Reuven do Yibum. That would be fine. So that would be a problem. So rather, what's really going on here? What are we nervous is going to happen? Mentioned, we mentioned this before. If, if one person does yibum with one, what's going to happen? Maybe the other, maybe the other, uh, right, maybe the other husband, or the other brother is going to pass away, right? So he does, you know, if Shimon passes away, what's going to happen? Again, really, ain't Zika. Ruvu can do yibum with Rachel and Shimon can do yibum with Leah. That'd be fine. What's the concern? Once Ruvu does uh, yibum with Rachel, what happens now if Shimon passes away? If Shimon passes away, now Leah's out. She can't even with anybody. And she's, again, because now she's the sister of Ruvain's wife, Ruvain's Yavama, right? Um, he's already done even with her. So if that, again, there's no Zika here. So if that's true, we're concerned that Yimavata mitzvah Yavamin, right? That's really the concern, right? Does that make sense? There's no Zika. There's no Zika, then we don't care. They're not Achos Kukaso, right? Oh, I can't marry Ruvah can't marry Rachel because she's the sister of a Zika? No, it ain't Zika. It's rather Ruvah can do Yibam with Rachel, Shimon do Yibam with Leah. Problem is, is if Ruvah does Yibam with Rachel first, and now Shimon, and then afterwards Shimon passes away, Leah is left hanging. Because now Ruvah can't marry her because he's, she is the sister of his wife. So therefore, and then Leah never had a chance to do Yibam or Chalitza. So rather, what do we say? Better that Ruvah and Shimon should both, but if Ruvah did Chalitza with Rachel, and then, and then Shimon passes away. Um, he would be she would be achos chalitza, but he can do chalitza with her, I believe. So that they would still be allowed to do chalitza in both cases. Um, in which case, she has a chance to do at least do chalitza. So to preserve the possibility of doing yibum, doing chalitza at least, we don't allow Reuven to do his yibum lechachid. Okay, why is that helpful? That helps because if that's true, then it's at least then it's a whole different case, and it's at least not a stira. It's not a problem for Yochanan. Because Rabbi Yochanan's original case was based in a case of Yesh Zika, and that's why he had this whole rule here, right? That the reason why you can marry the second one 
you know, we're not the first one, etc. The, the reason that the, the whole question is why doesn't that apply here? The answer is because here it's a whole different reason. Here, really, technically, again, the same rule that Rabbi Yochanan had set up here could still apply down here. Right? Really, the rule, the rule that technically Shimon could do Chalitza and then Reuven could do Yibam, yeah, it's true. Or, sorry, that's Leah would pass away, then you know, Reuven could do, could do uh, Yibam with Rachel. It's, it's, all, it's all correct. Um, and the reason that there's an Isser here of Chalitza has nothing to do with that din. It has to do with the separate concept of us Lavat al Mitzvah Yibam. Yes, maybe? Okay? So, that, again, it's just another try. You, you make this case are just a totally different case. It's a totally different scenario. And the only purpose is to make it not, it doesn't contradict Rav Yochanan anymore. That's the whole point. Um, fine. So that, that Gemara tries that. So answers the Gemara, Rav Yochanan lemisa No, it's not going to work. Why? Rav Yochanan doesn't care about, he's not concerned maybe someone's going to die. Remember? We, our whole, the whole conversation then was, are we concerned that once Reuven does Yibam, maybe Shimon's going to die? And so if Yochanan doesn't care about that. So if Yochanan doesn't care about that, then that, that, can't be the, that can't be the reason why we're being machmir in this case to do chalitz with both. Maybe, because the whole concern is, maybe once Reuven does Yibam, Shimon will pass away right afterwards. And Rav Yochanan doesn't care about that. So that can't be the answer. Okay. So Gemara tries again. Five lines from the top. Here we are. But at the end of the line. Okay. Maybe this whole, again, this whole Mishnah is really Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Eliezer was of the opinion, we mentioned it before, that this whole, again, Rabbi Yochanan's whole concept over here, right, was what? That, again, Rachel and Leah are both Forbidden to Ruvain because of Achaz Kukasa. However, Rachel was originally permissible to Ruvain before Levi had passed away and Leah became her Achaz Kukasa, right? So, what's, what's Rav Yochan's whole point? He said if Leah passes away, Ruvain can now marry Rachel. Why? Because since she was permissible originally, so yes, she became forbidden and became permissible again. That was Rav Yochan's opinion. He said, really, if that's true, how do you explain this case? Right? We said, how do you explain this case? Because in this case, what could you argue again? Yes, Rachel's forbidden to Ruvain because she's Achav's Kukasa, but let Shimon do Chalitza. And then Rachel was forbidden, but now she's permissible again. Well, says the Gemara, I'll tell you why in this case, they were not going to allow this. It's not Rav Yochanan, it's Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Eliezer holds that once you are forbidden, you can never become permissible again. So yes, it's true, Rabbi Yochanan's case is, you know, point is correct when it comes to the case of these two sisters and the three brothers. But the case of the four brothers and the two sisters, in that case, that's a different person. That's Rabbi Yezer. And the reason we say Chalitza for both is because Rabbi Yezer holds, even if Shimon does Chalitza with Leah, Rachel remains forbidden. Even though she was the first Yavam and originally had been permissible to marry Reuven. Yeah? Okay? So if that's true, if, that's, if, the, if the mission is Rabbi Yezer, so okay, so it's not a stira. One's the, one's the opinion of Rabbi Yochanan and one's the opinion of Rabbi Yezer. And that's all. That's why there's a difference. So, so says the Gemara, not so fast. Me the safe of Rabbi Eliezer, Reisha Lav Rabbi Eliezer. What does it mean that safe as Rabbi Eliezer, Reisha Lav Rabbi Eliezer? Because again, these cases are all the cases from our, uh, our Mishnah on Chavav Aleph. If you flip back just for a second, just to remind yourself, the case was Arba Achin, Shnaim Behen Yusin, Shnei Achayos, etc. This whole case. 
And the Gemara then said, and we, the Gemara had a conversation, and we're going to talk about it next, actually. What happens if the guys, instead of doing chalitza, actually married the women? Do they have to, do they have to you know, release them afterwards? But it was, it was this case. This case was a case of our Mishnah. So we had, you know, uh, we said if they, if they go ahead and they marry them anyways, even though they're supposed to do chalitza with both, they have to divorce them. Rabbi Eliezer, Omer, and Rabbi Eliezer then said, no, Beishamai says, it's machlok, it's Beishil Beishamai, basically. Rabbi Eliezer said that. So if that's true, what does that mean? Whenever the Mishnah says a, a, a concept and without anybody's name, just the Tanakhama, and then it says, Rabbi Eliezer says, what is the implication? First part shouldn't. The first part, what's Rabbi Eliezer? Exactly. If Rabbi Eliezer says X, which seems to be contradicting some other part, point in the earlier part of the Mishnah, the implication is Rabbi Eliezer was not the opinion in the beginning of the Mishnah. So if that's true, this would have been a great answer, right? No problem. One's Rabbi Yochan, one's Rabbi Yochan. Rabbi Yochan. Answer is, he can't say that. Because Rabbi Yochan, presumably, if he's the one who swoops in at the end of the Mishnah to give a new answer, means he wasn't the, the author at the beginning of the Mishnah. And that's why you can't argue that this case here is the case of Rabbi Yochan. Uh, she's of Rabbi Yochan. Okay. So that's re- rejected also. Rabbi tries again. V'nei melehu dinefol babas achas. Rabbi Yossi Aglilihi da Amar Efshlat Samsin. Efshlat Samsin is a Shas topic, right, which, which raises the following question. The Gemara here, again, wants, wants to talk about, well, let's, let's back up. What do we mean, bin Fobabas Achas? What do we mean? Rachel and Leah died at the same moment. Okay? If Rachel and Leah died at the same moment, so what, what would be true? What was the premise of our whole conversation? Was that what? Rachel was originally Yavama. She was permissible to Ruvain. Then Yehuda died. Uh, sorry. Rachel and the ones who died. Levi and Yehuda are the ones who died. Sorry. Uh, that Levi and Yehuda died at the same time. And that's why their wives fought to Yibam at the same moment. So the, the, the premise in Tana was Levi died. Rachel falls in Yibam. She's permissible to Ruvain. Then what happens? Yehuda dies. Now Leah falls to Yibam also. Ah, now Achaz Kukaso. Now no Yibam. Chalitza for both. That's been our whole problem. And we said it. According to Rabbi Yochan, I don't understand let Shimon the Chalitza and Rachel can go back to her original status of being permissible and marry Ruvain. Says the Gemara, I'll tell you the case. The case is Levi and Yehuda, Rachman al-Sam, were in the same car, in the same plane, whatever it was, and they died at the same exact moment. They died at the same exact moment. What does that mean? There's no first or second. They were Achos Kukaso from the very beginning. If they're Achos Kukaso from the very beginning, you can't ever say, well, one of them does Chalitza, oh, now this one goes back to her original status of being permissible. No. Right? What was Rabbi Yochanan's opinion? That if, if you started off no good, right, you're all like the second woman. Right? If, you all started, if you started off as Achaz Kukasa, when you first arrive at Ibam, you have a sister who's also a, a, a Zikr, the same man, so you're, you're, you're out of bounds, and, you're, and you're, you're, off, you're off limits. So if that's the case, if they died at the same moment, Levi and Yehuda, then Rachel and Leah are always forbidden to Reuven and Shimon, and that explains why in this case specifically, um, Reuven and Shimon must both do Chalitza, even though Rabbi Yochanan in the other case Right, allows the, you know, if, if Leah dies, so then uh, Rachel can do Yibam again. Because that, because it's two different cases. Rachel's case was where they died, the two, the two men died at different times. This case is the case where the two men died at the same exact moment. But all, but all that re- relies on the sheet that it holds, Efshelet Samsin. Efshelet Samsin is a big machlokas, whether Efshelet Samsin or E Efshelet Samsin. Literally it means, can I be met Samsin? Can I, can I pinpoint? Right, can we say halakhically they're able to pinpoint the, the moment in that way? Uh, others hold E. Efshelet Samson. You can never really know that. Realistically, he holds Efshelet Samson. But if you hold Efshelet Samson, it means I can say, yeah, I know. It was the same moment that they died, and therefore they both fell at the same moment, and they were always Achav Skukaso, and that's the reason this case is unique.
That would be a, that would be a good answer. So the Gemara answers lo stam lantana No, we don't. We never assume. There are certain people about whom we never assume that. Again, this Mishnah is quoted with no name. It's just quoted. It's, it's, it's called a stam Mishnah. It's quoted with nobody's name, right? Before brothers, two sisters, da da da. It gives a halacha. It doesn't tell us who said it, right? So. You know, Stam Mishnah, we assume a lot of times, we, we, we know certain people who could be the Stam Mishnah. Rabbi Yosef Lili is not one of those people. Okay? So since Rabbi Yosef Lili is not one of those people, so this Mishnah, which is a Stam Mishnah, doesn't have a name attached to it, we can't, it's not appropriate to assume that it was Rabbi Yosef Lili. Um, fine. Um, okay. Just the Gemara tries again. Okay, maybe you say the case is that we just don't know. Not, not that they died at the same moment, but we, it's a much more likely scenario, which is Levi and Yehuda both died around the same time. And therefore, we don't know. It's a great, a great example would be, again, some type of accident or something. And they're both found to have passed away, but we don't know which one passed away first. Right? Did Levi die first or did Shimon die? Did Yehuda die first? Did Yehuda die first or did Levi die first? We don't know. If we don't know, again, the whole premise of Yochanan's case before was what? The first one was fine. Then the second one showed up. If the second one goes away, now the first one's fine again. Well, we don't know who's first and who's second. And in such an area, we're not sure who's first and who's second. And that's what happened here. Then Rabbi Yochanan would agree that both have to do chalitza because we don't know which one came first. That would be, that would be a fair answer. Okay. So Gemara says that's going to be a problem also. Why is that going to be a problem? Ihachi... Right? If that's true, then let's talk about the next part of the Mishnah. The next part of that Mishnah asks the question, what would happen if, in the end of the day, Ruvain and Shimon marry Rachel Leir? Right? The halacha is, they are forbidden to marry Rachel Leir. There's a case from, again, from the Mishnah Chavav Benalt. That, that was the original halacha was, was Ruvain does chalitza with Rachel, Shimon with Leah, because they're forbidden to get married. So, so the, so the Gemara says, it, well, we, through the possibility, maybe it's because we're not sure which one of them died first. The Gemara says, but wait a second, what's the halacha? The halacha is that when one of them, when they go ahead and they get married to these women, the halacha is, you'll see you. They have to get divorced. We don't let them stay married. And the Gemara says, that's, if the case was a case where um, we're not sure, Suffolk, which one was first and which one was second, then it's not, so, it's not so easy to tell me they have to get divorced. Why? Look, look in the mission now. So the Gemara says like this, well, now the, the, the following halacha that, that applies to this case, which is that if they go ahead and they get married when they're not supposed to, they're supposed to get divorced. Bishlama, Rishona, some change in the, in the, in the, uh, here. Well, it's just, it's just Rishona, Rishona versus Bishlama, Rishona, but the bottom line is this. They read the, read, read, so just stay with me in the Gemara. Bishlama, Rishona, Amrinan, Lay, Man, Sharlacha. Right? When it, it, meaning the person can argue if really she was the first woman, right? Um, I can hear someone say, who, who allowed this? Right? Who allowed her? If the, it, when, when it comes to the second guy who gets married, what can he say? He can say, look, I married the woman who fell second. And my, and my, uh, my, sorry, my friend, my brother married the one who fell second. I married the first woman. Meaning, the, there is going to be an argument. The first guy gets married, he's stuck, right? Let's say Reuven marries Rachel, okay? He's going to get stuck. Why? Because they're going to say to him, what, what are you doing? 
right? You, you married a woman who had no chalitza done. She's achos kukaso, right? You can't marry her. And that's fine. But again, if the whole case is the case of Suffolk, what can, what can Shimon say? When Shimon marries Leah, what's he going to say? He say, what are you talking about? I didn't marry the second wife. I, my, my brother, who married Rachel already, she, she was really the second wife. And once he married her, what happens? Rachel became available to me. Totally fine. I can be married to her. And he can make that argument. And it's hard to argue against him because it could talk and be true. Again, it, it may not be true, but it may be true. So we're going to make him get divorced to be Suffolk. No, he has a pretty good argument at this point. If you look at Rashi, um, Rashi says, Bishlam al-Rishon amrin It's like, uh, like eight or nine lines up in, this, in, this, in the skinny Rashi, the skinny lines of Rashi. Bishlam al-Rishon amrin al Afik. For the, for the first guy, you can say, you can make him get divorced. Why? Devada bi sura asal He for sure showed up in it. Right? When he got married, for sure there was a problem for him. Right? The inami rishonahi. Right? It's possible that he married the first woman. Man Who's going to say that that's permissible to you? Hello, achos kukahi. She's achos kuka, this woman. Right? Meaning, the, the first guy gets married, it's for sure in trouble because no one did anything with the other woman. So we know she's achos kuka. So. The second guy at least can, can argue. What do you mean? This is exactly the case we talked about. My, friend, my, my other brother married the, the other woman. I go back. I married another first woman and I'm fine. Leave me alone. It's a suffix. And remember, remember, is really a Din in the first place. So it becomes like a suffix Dirabanan in that case. So that was going to tell him he has to get divorced. Much harder argument um, in such a scenario. So again, nice, nice option to try to make this not a steer for Yochanan, make it, make it a case where they, you don't know who died first. Okay, so then even though Yochanan is still correct in his first case, this case is a totally different scenario. Again, that's not going to work. That's just not, a simple, that's just not the shot in our Mishnah. So it's a nice option, but it doesn't work with the rest of how we read our Mishnah. So that's not going to work either. Okay. Um, Fine, so the Gemara concludes, So this explains now, we tried many, many times, uh, many options, and then day, Rabbi Yochanan is stuck. Again, it doesn't mean Rabbi Yochanan's argument is correct, but he says, I don't, know, I don't know who wrote that. But it means that he, he, it's sort of like the Gemara saying, like, Kasha, like, you're right, like, we're really stuck. The Shita of Yochanan is problematic um, if you're going to have, based on our Mishnah, and we leave it as, as, as stuck. Uh, so he is stuck, and we don't have a good answer for the, for the contradiction. The Gemara does not always solve every contradiction. It, it, sometimes it's left with contradictions, and uh, I guess it's like life, right? Um, so that's true. That's what, that's what we have. And then the post can have to, you know, the Rishonim and the Akronim have to figure out how to, you know, how to, how to figure this out for these cases that, that actually come up. What do you do? But the bottom line is, uh, the Gemara doesn't have a solution, and, and, and we're left that way. But uh, we are pretty much out of time. So we'll stop here and we'll continue from the two dots starting tomorrow.